Well, hello, everybody. This is Mark Boyle. I'm the Prepper Guy, and we are coming up on the year of the Trump. That's what I'm calling 2020, um, is the year of the Trump. Um, looks like he's going to get reelected because the Democrats just keep digging themselves into a deeper and deeper hole. And it's just helping his standings and ratings um, for the election and his polling. So many of you that might have been paying attention uh, last year at thanks or at New Year's, uh, my resolution was to back out of social media and focus a little bit more on just issues that I give a shit about. Um, and I did that pretty well. I mean, I, I tried uh, deleting a lot of my uh, Facebook groups and pages, which uh, I guess apparently Facebook doesn't delete them because they're still fucking there. But I haven't been there that much. And uh, since they're still there, I sometimes will post on there or some of the other linked things that I do end up getting posted on different groups and pages. But personally, I've been trying to back away a little bit. And, and even with uh, Facebook on my own personal timeline, I, I really am not very engaged or active. Uh, I don't do shit on Twitter because fuck Twitter. And so I, I've accomplished that to a point. I did cut down my web presence a bit and then focus mainly on uh, ContraRadioNetwork.com, uh, friends of mine there. And we're trying to build something kind of cool there. And I've, I've still been doing you know, a few podcasts and putting them out um, for folks also. Um, but the rest of it, it's just mindless shit. Um, this year, I have a new New Year's resolution. And uh, because uh, most of my focus is on Contra Radio Network and helping build up that platform, I've created a, an Alexa skill for CRN. And um, hoping to get that going. I have a few little things on there and people can subscribe or whatever the fuck you do on Alexa with that. Um, so I'm going to start working on that and I'm going to put little short um, briefs or news briefs or whatever they're called on Alexa skills um, for people to just listen to each morning or whenever um, how that works. And they're going to be more of a, uh, you know, a, a fighting for our rights kind of thing. And uh, this podcast will be not only to say Happy New Year's to all you Purple Guy fans and listeners and just great people that, you know, are willing to listen to this old fucking crazy guy. Um, the... The reason that my resolution will be more about, um, I, I, hate, I hate saying that it's going to be political in nature because I fucking hate politics. And politics is, is kind of like religion. You know, you, you have a belief in maybe a higher being, but then religions come along and just fuck that all up. Well, same with politics. You know, we have constitutional rights. We live in a constitutional republic. And then politicians and politics just fuck it all up. So, you know, I, I, I've gotten into a little pissing match with the city where I live because I'm adding 1,500 square feet onto my house. And I decided that it was just really none of their fucking business. So I didn't get a permit. And, uh, and in doing so, I started studying private property rights because I told one of the uh, the guys from the city, you know, that had come by and put a stop work order on, on my house, which got pretty much ruined by the wind and stuff. And I was lucky to find it. Um, the next time he came by, I asked him to stop trespassing. And uh, he... Uh, 
told me that um, he has the right to enter my property the same as a mailman anytime he wants, which is, is, is bullshit. He thinks he does, and that's what they told him, you know, in his uh, two-week crash course, you know, on being a Gestapo agent for the SS. But uh, the reality is he doesn't. It's, it's private property. He's trespassing. So in, in looking up the rules and the, the laws that govern trespassing and private property, I've, I found out that in my home state of Arizona, we have the Private Property Rights Protection Act that was uh, signed into law, uh, I think, back in 2010. And uh, and what that states is that uh, that a city or a state municipality, it's a fucking city, um, can't tell me how to use my property. So, in a sense, they can't tell me, Mark, you can't add on and you can't paint it yellow or blue. There are laws outside of my property don't apply. Now, if the city were to be enforcing health and safety codes, like if maybe my house was uh, a factory and it was dumping pollutants into the nearby river, or I was burning rubber tires you know, to make a, a new product or something, that would affect the, the rights of my neighbors. I understand that, you know, because I don't want my neighbor doing stuff that opposes or, or interferes with my rights. So the, the city has, you know, nuisance laws and, you know, ways to protect the public at large. But to just tell me I can't build and I have to get a permit, then they've uh, lowered the value of my property for what I bought it for, which was, you know, I moved there to remodel the old house, fix it up and make it bigger. And we decided to stay and make it even bigger and turn it into a really nice home on an acre of grass, and all that happy shit. Now I've, I've been doing this over 15, 16 years and you know, it's not like I'm dripping with cash or flush all the time and ends are meeting like a motherfucker. No, but rather than, spend five dollars a day on cigarettes i spend it on two by fours and drywall so it's been a long process and and the city now just thinks that they can tell me knock it off and, and quit doing what you're doing well that's the purpose of the property that's how i as an american choose to use it so in in, in looking into this law i find that uh it's uh, been in effect. It's added to the state constitution, and cities must uh, follow the constitution. You know, all their codes are based on titles nine. I think of you know most states have a title in their constitution, and it's basically written as a how to run a city for dummies. So it's it's constitutional law that says you have to incorporate, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to enforce certain things, you have to do certain things. Well, part of that is they have to um, enforce um, international building code. That way, the city residents have lower insurance if the houses are built properly. Okay, fine. I fucking guess. I'd rather spend two hundred more dollars a year on higher homeowner's insurance then give up my rights but you know the city or they're bureaucrats what can i say so i want to talk a little bit about that in the this podcast and i'm and me and don uh, the two crazy guys we're having a hard time getting our schedules to come together uh for this week's show on sunday so i i told him i'm going to try to uh, make this fit into that format so like i said uh this show may be used uh, for the Two Crazy Guys uh, show on KYAH, uh, Utah's Talk Authority, Utah, which might be the last one for the year. I don't know if CRN uh, renewed their their deal with uh, KYAH or not. 
So I think this is going to be our last show. Um, so if, if you haven't seen the, the, the two crazy guys uh, videos and and our show, uh, go to countryradionetwork.com and uh, look around. And, and there's some interesting stuff there. But uh, like I said, this is mostly a Prepper Guy podcast, but I'm going to try to follow the format to help Don out because he works out on the military base and, and it actually uh, fucking snowed this morning. So uh, he works on the big aerostat that floats around in the sky and does whatever it does. He could tell me, but then he'd have to kill me. Um, so he's, his schedules and being on the flight crew and all that has, has just been ridiculously insane. Uh, my time and scheduling has been a disaster with, uh, the holidays and being sick as a dog for the last three or four days. And then my little pissing match um, with the city um, has just been a big demand on my time. So I wanted to, to kind of do this to help Don out and you know, me and Don are the two crazy guys. So bear with that. There'll be a, a few references to that uh, in the show, but for the most part, the podcast will run on uh prepperguy.podbeam.com and as always so I have a little banner uh, down at the bottom here it says Brandon Martin for Congress now that is a guy that is running for Congress in my district and and so it, it doesn't affect many people unless you live in my district in Arizona and then you'd know the guy and you should vote for him this is local politics 101 you know you you elect your, your representative, and those are the asshats that are in Washington right now trying to impeach our president. So that is your local control on how Congress works. See, if you elect good people, then they're not you know, in, in Washington trying to impeach your duly elected president. But uh, Congress has lost sight of their mission in life. And that's what gets me back to uh, studying private property rights and the Constitution and all this happy shit. So, how it works is, you know, and we've talked about this, and anyone with any social studies schooling back in the day when schools actually taught kids something besides how to put a condom on a cucumber, um, the Constitution was set up by the colonies to protect the states and the people. And so it had a, a list of things that it could do to protect those rights. See, because uh, the founders knew that we had all the inalienable rights. You have the right, just like a, a dog has the right to protect itself. It's God-given or just inalienable. It's just the way it is. You have that right to self-defense. You know, private property being one of them. because. How property works is, uh, oh, I'll just this little vaping thing, you know, it's my property. I bought it. It belongs to me. A wedding ring, these headphones are my property. And my the dirt that I own is my property. Now, if you didn't have a right to private property like most socialist countries and most failed governments throughout the world, when you don't have a right to own property, whether it's real property or you know, things like this phone and stuff, then how can you have freedom of speech? You can't buy a printing press, so you, you're denied that piece of property that would give you freedom of the press, freedom of speech. You can't open a church because you can't buy a building and call it a church without property rights. So therefore, you've lost your right to freedom of religion. Um, and so they're all contingent on you know, a government's judiciary duty and obligation to protect the rights. And that's why the government can put together a military and, and go you know, beat the bad guys down over there, wherever the fuck they are. And, and and they do it not for oil, well, in theory, 
and and not to just be imperialist, but to say, "Hey, you're threatening our way of life." And so, if you if you think about stepping across this line we've drawn around our country, we're going to fuck you up really bad. And we got the military to do it. That's their job. Um, it's not for imperialistic dreams like it's been for the last God knows how long. I, I think I would almost say that most of the wars we've been involved in had nothing to do with protecting our way of life. Japan literally bombed Pearl Harbor. That was an act of war. They came to our property and dropped a bunch of bombs on it. And we went and bucked them all up. So that was legitimate. There was a declaration of war. So the government's purpose is to protect the citizens' rights, all of the rights. And then, and, and then as states began to pop up everywhere, you know, because the colonies were originally the countries or the states that made up the federal government, then, you know, we started adding, you know, states. And in their, their, in their constitutions, it gives them the right to actually add upon the protection. So if the federal government's doing something stupid and heinous, and it overlaps onto your rights, then the state can say, we won't allow this in our state. And then they add another level of protection. So you have down here, you have the Constitution. That's, well, I can't even get those straight. That's the, you know, the Constitution. And then you have another layer of protection, which is your state Constitution. And they can do more to protect your rights, see. Well, what has happened because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, they now have created a permission-based society, just like with private property. If you get permission and you kiss the ring of your city municipality, then we'll let you build. If you get a license to work, then you can build a fence for your neighbor. Provided your neighbor has a permission slip from the city to put up a fence. You see how this has all become permission-based now. Instead of going, hey, Bob, um, I hear you're kind of slow lately. I haven't been busy. I, I need a fence. Um, could you build me a fence? It's like, yeah, I'll have that done in a couple weeks. You know, it's a big fence. So let's say you got acreage, you know, not just a chicken shit little suburb yard. It's like, okay, how much, uh, how much money or what do you need for that? And he's like, well, it's, you know, materials are going to cost me this much. And I've got, you know, trees on my property. I can cut down and build you a fence because it's my fucking property. And I could cut the trees down if I want without kissing the ring of the EPA. So then he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll build it. It'll take a week. And, Ah, you know, we'll do a barter or uh, give me some chits, you know, that that fiat currency we use called dollars. Okay. And he does it. Now, see, I, I didn't need to go ask the city permission to build my fence. And he didn't need to get a permit to build the fence or to cut the logs or to do the work. Now, how on God's green earth, protected by a constitution that is designed to protect our rights and freedoms and liberties, construe that to mean that I'm hurting my neighbor? Yeah, sure, he might not like the fact that I put up a 10-foot-high fence, but it, it doesn't, doesn't cause him to go blind. It didn't break his bones. It's not noisy. And if the and if the fence catches fire, it's not gonna hurt his house because you got acreage here. He's like another quarter mile down the road. So it doesn't hurt anybody. And therefore it doesn't fall into the realm of a municipality's police authority to come over and say, Hey, 
That is a nuisance. Why is it a nuisance? Well, you built it out of used batteries. They're leaking acid into your neighbor's front yard. And his kids are getting sick. Oh, I fucking totally get that. I didn't even think about that. I'll tear it down and build it out of concrete block. Okay, problem solved. Or maybe even talk to your neighbor because, you know, back when we were a civil society, people would go, hey, man, those batteries are leaking all over the place. Like, yeah, they looked like they were sealed up, but I guess that last freeze cracked them open. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that. Okay, thanks, man. Need some help? See, that's how life used to be. So a city has the right to enforce health and safety. You know, things like a blight. Like your house is just a shack falling down. And and even the mailman is afraid to come put mail in, in your door. You know, it's like through that slot because it's like, then the city could come along and say, hey, man, this is very dangerous to people that come around. It's like, well, you know, I, I put my mailbox out by the street. No one needs to come around, so go fuck yourself. Well, the city would have a hard time proving that it's become a public safety, public, public safety issue. Because no one's coming on that constitutes public, you know. And so it would be a gray area, but let's say it's abandoned. No one's lived there for 50 years, and kids play there, and it's, it's become dilapidated, and there's nails sticking up out of the floor and broken glass. Then, yes, the public can get hurt on that property. Then the city could say, well, we're going to condemn this, tear it down, clean it all up, sell the lot for something else besides that you know, health hazard. Okay, see, they can do that. We all know that, and we all kind of accept that as like making sense. Where it becomes twitchy is when the federal government goes, hey, wait a tick. You didn't kiss my pretty fucking ring. You know, it's like the old expression, who do I had a blow to get a, a building permit? All right, so... You can see that cities have the authority given to them by the state constitution and the voters that elect the mayor and the city council to do things for the public. Because, see, they're elected by the public. Everything is for the fucking public. Build a park. It's a public park. And, and they have authority to do that. When they trespass and threaten and intimidate me by saying, you cannot build onto your house and paint it yellow. I would never paint it pink. I was going to say pink, but it just would never fucking happen. Yellow is kind of a nice color. So Then they have to prove that this is, that they're, they're, using my property or forcing me to use it in a way that I don't want to. And the city has a very narrowly defined ability to, to do that. Now, in most states, since the Kelo decision, because um, you know, the Kelo decision was you know, in the Supreme Court because somebody wanted to take Ms. Kelo's property and give it to another private company. See, that has nothing to do with public. But, uh, you know, fucking Supreme Court being what the, the fucking Supreme Court is, um, they decided that, well, if, if Pfizer moves in and builds this big factory, even though Pfizer's corporation, it's a private individual. It, it is. Public is public. Private is private. And a corporation is private. So they took Ms. Kilo's land and gave it to another private entity, which just trampled the eminent domain clause in the Constitution. It just turned it to shit in the in the, just the of a pin. Fucked it all up. 
thank you, Supreme Court. So that kind of became the law of the land, even though Supreme Court does not rule, it offers opinion. The state could have said, well, thanks for your opinion. We'll take it under advisement, but we are not going to trample on the Constitution just because you guys had a little too much to drink the other day. But they didn't. The state was the ones hoping to get Pfizer to move in. So they were all but willing to, you know, shoot Miss Kilo if they had to and hide the body. They didn't care. So they, they took it under eminent domain. And, and then Pfizer never moved in there. Properties were bulldozed. It turned into a, it's, it's an unofficial dump site now. It's not even a, a dump where it's, you know, like waste management's taking care of it. It's just a, a fucking dump to this day. So the city got what they want. They got their land and no industry. But the court thought, well, you know, if Pfizer moves in, no commitment from Pfizer, but, you know, if they move in, then that will be good because it will create jobs and, and pretty buildings and housing and restaurants for all the workers for Pfizer. That is a public benefit. It's not, but that's how the court looked at it. Like I said, they were drinking, maybe. I don't know. So the Supreme Court is just one branch of the government. It's not the all-powerful branch of the government. It's one-third. And that's why they offer opinions, not rulings or decisions. They just go, in our opinion, you can do that. The state could have said no. The city could have said no. But, you know, America being a permission-based society nowadays, we all thought it was great. and Fuck it. It's the Supreme Court. Oh, my God. Roe v. Wade. It's the law of the land. No, it's, a, it's just another opinion that states can choose to ignore. They won't because they're pussies. So most states, when they saw the Kelo decision, other than Connecticut, I think, or whatever, realized that this was a rubber stamp of tyranny and constitutional violations. So they went and, uh, you know, made some changes to their state constitution. Yeah, you, know, you can't do that. But they were very weak in their attempts to do it because they kind of liked the idea of, you know, hobnobbing with big corporations with lots of money and, you know, sucking the dicks of Microsoft and Apple and all that. So whatever. But Arizona passed the Private Property Rights Protection Act. And in that, it says that if you take someone's property, it must be for public, not private. Not the appearance of what could be considered maybe construed on a Friday as the public good, you know, with jobs and better buildings because they got more money than these poor, underprivileged people. Fuck them. We don't even care. You know, talk about discrimination, but uh, you know, states get away with it and then call us hardworking Americans racist because we want to own a house. But they're, they're tearing down all the poor people's houses in low-income areas because it's a blight. It's a, it's a nuisance to the city. It's, we don't like dealing with it is basically what they say. You know, you're poor, buy a nicer house, fuck you. So Arizona said it has to be for public health and safety and, you know, a public use or a federal use like a road, post office, whatever. And, uh, and they have to be justly compensated for it, which means the fair market value. They just can't sit there and go, well, we know it's worth a million dollars, but here's, here's a hundred thousand. No, go fuck yourself. So they, they, they put that in there to, to protect people, which is, you know, kind of nice, you know, I think. Um, and then also, um, can't find what I was looking for here, but I'll stick it on there anyway. I'm going to put that on there. Pack Rabbit, which is uh, my one of my companies I've dealt with and done reviews of their products. It's a great product. So um, if you go to ContraRadioNetwork.com, ContraRadioNetwork.com, 
forward slash sponsors, you'll find PackRabbit there. If you use that link, I'll make a fucking pennies on the dollar. But it doesn't cost you anymore. It just helps me uh, fund my insanity. So um, what, I'm, uh, what I'm trying to get at is, see, your state needs to step up and grow a fucking set. They won't. Um, our state did in Arizona. We also amended the Constitution to, uh, with the Castle Doctrine, which puts the burden of proof on the state that says that if, if I shoot someone in my home, if the state feels it was not self-defense, the burden of proof is on the state to prove that I maliciously killed that person and that it was not self-defense. All the other Castle Doctrines still make the, the individual victim, basically, the guy that had to protect his family, prove it was self-defense, which is a, a, it's very hard to prove a negative, especially when your defense is, yeah, I killed somebody, but, you know, so you've just admitted to murder, but there's a, there's a but. Well, with, with uh, Private Property uh, Rights Protection Act, it also puts the burden of proof on the cities and the state. So if they want to condemn outright take title and everything they have to justly compensate for it and if there's going to be any legal actions or a fight the city has to incur those costs and legal fees they can't assess legal fees onto the property owner and they have to pay the compensation and it becomes a, a ju jury kind of trial and the uh, the jury can't award even more than a fair market value if they feel that it's justified so that's kind of cool. Another thing that that the Private Property Rights Protection Act does in the state of Arizona is it also classifies regulatory taking under eminent domain. So what that means is they come along and say, um, we've made an ordinance that you can't get a permit because we've decided that um, we're going to not issue any building permits for the next five years because we're big enough. Well, they can't do that, private property. So that's a regulatory taking, and it's diminished your value because now you cannot build on it. You know, you can't subdivide it. You can't do anything. You can't even run a business out of it if you can't build a, a, a shop in your backyard where you make your fucking widgets or your Kydex widgets or whatever you do. See, So they have taken your use of that property. And so in Arizona, you can uh, file a claim for diminution of value. And the city would have to go to court in state and prove that, um, that it was for the public good, health and safety. It's a high bar to reach for them because my property and most people's property is nowhere near, um, if you're running a business out of your spare bedroom, going to damage your neighbor's rights you know ups is going to show up a lot uh ups shows a lot uh, everywhere anymore you know, everybody's shopping online look at the statistics for just this last christmas a week ago everyone shopped online their numbers were higher than ever before so ups isn't an issue um parking um i, gu I guess if you hire 10 employees and they're parking on the street but that, that falls under a nuisance. And you just call the police and go, hey, my neighbors are throwing a party or whatever they're doing. And it's noisy. It bothers me. And uh, I, I can't even get into my property. Well, then the cop could go over there and go, well, turn it down. Um, your neighbors uh, complained. And uh, you're blocking two driveways, which is illegal. So if you don't move those cars in the next 20 minutes, uh, we'll have them towed because you're parked on public road. Handled, done and done. So they have lowered the value of your property and just screwed your business. So it's called diminished value. Just like if someone hits your car, the insurance company fixes it, but there's a car fax on your car, so it's always going to be less, you know, five, $6,000. Because it had an accident, even though it was rebuilt, that's diminished value. And insurance companies use that, that all the time.
Well, the state now in Arizona allows for you to say basically, it's called diminution of value, but it's diminished value. And the city would also have to prove that you were in violation of health and safety codes, fire codes, whatever, things they can legally enforce. Otherwise, they can go fucking pound sand. So that's where I'm at with my city now. What I'm going to start doing on my uh, Alexa skill and my news brief for CRN is uh, just bringing up things every day, you know, or little blurbs and blips of information. It's like, you know, we are not a permission-based society. And, And our constitution and our federal government and our state governments are dropping the ball. And they're doing it on purpose. Because they want us to be a permission-based society because the best thing about permission is they're the ones fucking granting it. So they're control freaks. And and the founders warned us about that. They told us, you, you have a republic. Pray you keep it. Well, we haven't. It's, it's over. The fat lady sang. She's already dead and buried and decomposing 80, 90 years ago. So don't wait for the fat lady to sing. She is dead. There's not a second act or another fat lady that we were waiting for her to sing. So it, it's over. And and there's ways to, to fight it. And I, and I think by, uh, you know, supporting local people, you know, like, uh, like this guy, uh, wherever the hell he went. <laughs> I lost him. There you go. Brandon Martin for Congress in my district. Do you have somebody in your district that's, I, I, don't, I don't care if they're a Republican or Democrat. As long as you're talking about freedom and liberty. Now, socialism has dick to do with freedom and liberty. So it makes your decision pretty easy. If they're talking about pre-college education, oh, it sounds so cute. The children need an education. Who's going to fucking pay for that? The rich? So you're going to steal their private property? Their assets, their, their, their little gold-plated vaping things, so you can provide some asshole to go to school. Maybe he doesn't even want to go to school. But it's just something to do because he's been drunk all through high school. No, so that, is that freedom and liberty? No. So to pay for it, it takes a redistribution of wealth, which is socialism. Um, so pick someone good. That's how you fight for it. Get a good, get a good sheriff, a good sheriff, and you know, constitutional guy, guy that will protect your rights. Because that's see, that's the whole structure was set up to be like a, a shield over America and the people, to keep the acid rain from eroding our rights. And and the government has now turned it around to say, well, if you don't have permission, we're not going to turn on the shield over your house and the acid rain will eat your fucking rights away. Oh, well, don't, don't, don't let that happen. Kiss the ring and pay your permit. Get a, a license to do your job. Get a permit to build your fence. Get a permit and a license to be a contractor to build your neighbor's fence before you go fucking thinking you could build somebody's fence. Who do you think you are? So that's kind of how it works. And, and uh, I want to talk about that more this year than all this other shit. Because, you know, quite literally, I, I don't give a fuck who gets elected as president. You know, it, the Democrats are going to give us who they're going to give us. Eh, Socialists, Bernie Sanders, um, Joe Biden. Fuck, they might just pull Hillary out of their ass and put her up against Trump. There'll be an election, and you and I will have a choice. Do you want Trump or this other person? So you, you, make, you make your choice, and you're done. Done and done. How much fucking thought does that take? Are you going to vote for Trump or Hillary or Joe Biden? Well, I don't know. There's a lot to know. No, there isn't. There's very little to know. Just fucking figure it out. It's like going to McDonald's. I drive through the drive-thru and here's somebody that, you know, 
is older than I am that's probably been going to McDonald's drive through since they were invented, asking what's on a fucking McDouble. Now, well, well, what if I get two McDoubles and fries? Um, do you want a shake with that? What's a shake? Uh, how about a how about a soft drink? What do you offer? That's right there on the fucking menu. But we got Sprite, Dr Pepper, and all the Coca Cola product lines. Do you have Pepsi? Uh, is it made by Coca Cola? You dumbass. So that's how we, you know, people complicate things. It's like, do you want a socialist that's talking about redistribution of wealth, limiting private property rights, limiting your right to own a gun, limiting your rights to free speech, limiting your rights to everything holy and sacred? Or do you want to vote for Trump, who's doing the best he can, and he's not perfect either? But I haven't heard him say that we're going to be a socialist country. In fact, I've heard him say we will never be a socialist country, and that right there gets my vote. Is he Jesus? No. But even when Jesus was alive, they fucking crucified him because they were so stupid. So you pick the best you can. Wow. Quit snowing out there. Awesome. So you do what you can do. And then, then you have senators, which is bullshit, but you know, find a senator that actually represents the, the belief structure of your state. You vote for him, but they're every six years, so it's not always on the ballot. And then you vote for a guy like this, Brandon Martin, for your congressional district. Okay, so then all the big ticket items are done. So you got president, senate, representative. Okay, now what do I got to do? Well, um, you get to vote for mayor, city council, and sheriff, county commissioner, you know, some of these things that are actually elected officials. Those are the people that make your life kind of suck, just like the last three or four weeks dealing with the city. President Trump has nothing to do with me building onto my house. Nothing. My senator doesn't even know I'm alive. Fucking representative probably barely knows much about what's going on in this district because he's, you know, fighting in Washington to keep, you know, our president from being unelected. You know, it's not his job, but that's, you know. So who's fucking with me, really? Oh. Well, the county's not because it's a city issue. So I guess years ago we elected a dumb fuck for a mayor and a bunch of councilmen that think they have authority where they don't. And when they pass these ordinances, they don't realize that it affects their neighbors and possibly them when they're no longer in office. But uh, the more you look at it, you see that it's like, oh, no, these policies don't affect me shit because it, it, it has to be health and public safety. But he did elect, a, a, let's say, a dumb shit for a chief of police. That's their police powers. So then, um, well, you know, that's a bummer. I should have elected a better mayor and a better city council and a better county. Okay. A good magistrate that's not a dumb shit. And you're done. You know, five, ten things to think about. I mean, you'll take about ten things that you have to do before you have your first cup of coffee. It's not that fucking complicated. So there's ways to do it. And that's what I want to reach out and talk about. So if you have any ideas, you know, post them in the comments of this video. Uh, it'll be on YouTube. So you can post comments there. It'll be on prepperguy.com. You can post comments there. It'll be on contraradionetwork.com. You can post comments there. It'll be on uh, prepperguy.podbeam.com. You can fucking post comments there. Let me know what you think and what, you know, what's ailing you and your right or your rights and where you live? And is there something you can do about it? For now, our Private Property Rights Protection Act was written and sponsored by the Goldwater Institute. And they have a template with some things that they've learned with ours that maybe need the little tiny loopholes that need to be plugged up because cities are pretty fucking smart. Um, so look into that and, and go to the Goldwater Institute. And, and get a hold of them if, if um, you want to start something like that, a Private Property Rights Protection Act in your state. So um, I'm going to wrap it up and just say that, uh, you know, 
these are the things that are going to be important to me um, for 2020, year of the Trump, I can hope. But really, uh, like I was saying, elections are only important when they affect your life. And these are the people that live in your community. Uh, if your city council and your mayor allow a lot of uh, low-income apartments to be built or they push for some kind of expansion to where you got another uh, 5,000 people moving into your community, obviously, if it's high income, they're going to have a set of values that are from a state like California because they sold their small house there for a million dollars. And now they come to your community and buy a, a nice house, pay cash, and then they go, oh, I'm, I'm retired. I think I'll run for city council. And they start changing the dynamics of your community. You know, so, you know, growth can be dangerous. It could be good for the economy of the community, you know, with taxes and stuff. But what about the overall, you know, change in regulations that affect your life? And and if we can keep our city council members in line with the constitution and the state constitution and say, yes, you can pass any ordinance you want as long as it falls under, you know, health and safety and you have a legal authority to enforce that, then all the other shit won't really affect you. But if they start telling you that, you know, uh, you know, they're going to rezone your neighborhood for a, a HOA or something like that, then you have to fight that because you'll lose your, your property rights. You may have to sit back and consider moving to a small town where people aren't, you know, greedy and wanting everyone to move there so you get more tax base and so they can buy a prettier garbage truck. So these are the fights that I think we can fight and win. And that might help alleviate the pressure that that our freedoms and liberties feel, you know, every day because they're under attack every day you know it's these regulators that pass the laws they're unelected you know and we're not forcing the people we've elected to hire good people to write legal and proper regulations so i think they say that last year the federal government passed 60 new laws but the regulators passed tens of thousands of laws that nobody signed off on. No one was elected to write it. So the people you elect will pass a bill and then president will sign it. And then they hand it over to the regulators and the administration. And then they write all the laws and fill in the blanks, taking away your rights and freedoms because they have this assumption that we live in a permission-based society. We're not socialists yet. But we're getting damn close. So we need to stand up. You know, I've had a few people in my community that I know that go, why are you being a troublemaker and fighting the city? And it's like, I, I feel it's my, not only my duty, but my responsibility. Because I like research. I can look this stuff up. I'm willing to put up a fight. You know, if I lose, worst case scenario, I end up having to buy a permit and pay a fine. Which is probably what would happen if I didn't fight anyway. So. You know, it's not like, you know, I fought the law and the law won, and then all of a sudden I'm in prison for 40 years. No, I'm not talking about breaking the law. I'm talking about fighting. You know, put up a righteous fight. Do what's proper. You know, so I can fight the city on this one, and I think I got some, you know, constitutional legs to stand on. I got some court rulings now in the state because of this, you know, this Private Property Rights Protection Act to stand on. So I, I can use that. I put up that fight. Your state might have other laws and, and regulations that nobody has ever even looked at. And until you uncover it and look into it, you you won't know. And and you don't have to hire a lawyer. You know, the fight starts small. It, it starts as a, you know, bad language. And then it turns into a bar fight later on. So, you know, learn to Learn to argue with these city representatives, not to be a dick, but to go. I need to. I need to see that in your code. Where does it say that? And they'll they'll break out a copy of the International Residential Code and they'll go right here. Well, if you've read that, you know that five or six pages, 
And you go, well, this is applying to public housing. Oh, so go look up public housing. You'll find out that it means, you know, housing for public, low-income apartments. This means, this says residential housing. Well, look that up. You'll find that according to most legal definition, residential housing are multifamily homes. They're more of a commercial or a public nature. You will not find the word in the International Building Code about private homes or home, private residence. So it, it doesn't apply to you. But they'll, they'll, they'll make you think it does because they've been told it does. And so when you talk to them with respect and you, you push, but don't push them over, and you just go, this I don't feel applies to me, then what's the worst thing that happen? They, they, they take you to court. Okay, so then you you present your argument. You go, Your Honor, I'm not being disrespectful, and I'm not trying to evade the law or violate public safety and stuff like that and, and hurt my neighbor. But um, from what I've seen here, these things uh, don't apply to my home on private property. I'm not hurting my neighbor. And keep the direction of the conversation going toward private property versus public property and eminent domain versus private property and how it works. And if the judge is not a paid off dickweed, you know, he should look at the law and go, uh, you're right. Your, your interpretation of residential housing does not have to do with private property. Um, the city can't make you or force you follow this code that doesn't apply to you. And then you won. You might not. Then you go, well, you know, Your Honor, I'm sorry. I need to, you know, I, I honestly felt that I was doing no harm. And so I would like the city to maybe start this process over and waive these outrageous penalties because I can't afford to pay them. And it's, you know, and, and I'll go down and get a permit if they're willing to waive it. And you're back to where you would have been if you had not fought. I mean, you might end up with more of a penalty or something like that. But it's still, it's a fight. You know, everybody says, will you stand? Will you fight? Well, here are some little tiny battles to where you can take a stand and, and quite possibly win and, and help, you know, the next generation. Help your neighbor, you know, help your, your family that maybe live across town. Help your friends, you know. And, and when they question you and go, why are you being this way? Explain to them. I'm I'm not being a troublemaker. I'm I'm being a homemaker. I'm building a home. What are you talking about? You know, to me, it's it's like yes. Do you need a permit and a license and inspections to cook food? If it's for the public, yes, you do, and that makes sense to a point. I mean, they they're usually pretty bad at inspecting shit, but yeah, I I kind of get that. I don't want to go to a restaurant and get botulism because. The, the cook spit in my food or is it just a fucking moron? You know, but can they come into my house and tell me that I have to cook my eggs to a certain temperature? No. Can they come into my house and inspect my lights to see if they're all CFL or LED? No. They can force commercial companies to only make certain lights. They can, they can force restaurants to, to comply with health and safety codes. But those codes, the same codes are on the book saying that, you know, if you're going to cook meat, it has to be at this temperature. If you're going to cook eggs, they have to be hard scrambled or at this temperature, but not in your home. So you're not being a troublemaker. You're just looking at the law as written. And you're questioning the authority that says, you're wrong. That's not what it meant. No, you're not wrong. That's exactly what it means. It means a restaurant has to cook food to a certain temperature. They can only leave their leftovers set out for so many minutes before they have to be re-refrigerated. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And so for a policeman to show up and go, hey, your neighbor's complaining because uh, you're barbecuing red meat and she's a vegan. Yeah, and, and your point? See, 
so you can you can start to see there's a delineation between private and public and that's why a lot of these socialist candidates are now talking shit about you know we shouldn't have the right to own a home because it's racist see they're starting to blur the lines it's time to stand take a fight and, and pick a fight and and then before you just go walking into the ring and get your ass kicked um use this handy dandy little tool i found called google and google it you know now granted you know you're going to find a lot of mindless shit out there but you can narrow it down i mean come on we're smart our parents used to tell us sound it out don't know how to spell that word sound it out We'll figure it out. It's not that complicated. You can do it. I know you can. So, I mean, if I can do it, I'm fucking kind of an idiot. But I like research. I, I find it enjoyable um, looking things up and going, what's that word mean? And looking it up and then finding out the two have a correlation and that this applies to that. And in my state, I have the Private Property Rights Protection Act. Didn't know that. I wouldn't have known that. Unless I'd have been watching some videos that talked about it, private property rights. And then here's the this gal from the Goldwater Institute talking about the Private Property Protection Act. Like, holy shit. I didn't know that was even a tool in my toolbox. Good thing I looked in my toolbox before I started this project. I didn't need to buy a hammer. I've got four of them. So that's going to be my focus uh, for 2020. Um, you will probably see less and less of me on social media and, and you know, mindless arenas like that. Um, I believe communications is important, but um, not at a social gathering. You know, it's a time and a place for business, and there's a time and a place for just chit-chat and banter. Facebook is just chit-chat. So if you want to know my opinion on, you know, maybe regaining some of our rights back and and eliminating the permission-based society in which we live, then you'll find it on YouTube. You'll find it on Podbeam. You'll find it on my website. And you might see a random post on Facebook that's just like, oh, fuck this. And you can't regulate your way out of regulations, stuff like that. You know, but it's not going to take you anywhere. So go to YouTube, Guy YouTube. I think it, I don't even know what how to find it, but it's it's there. You know, if you're a subscriber, share it. Uh, Podbeam, you know, Guy dot Podbeam dot com, um, Contra Radio Network dot com. Um, there's content there, and that's where you can read or watch or learn or see shit like this. So anyway. Um, I would try to be a little more upbeat for uh, saying Happy New Year's, but I'm still sick. So you guys have a great and safe New Year's. And we got another year coming. Maybe we can fix things a little more. And if each year I fix one thing and a million people next year fix one thing, that's a million things that got fixed. So it's, it's possible. We've just given up. Don't give up. It's America. And and I, I was watching a special on, uh, you know, PTSD and veterans and some of this stuff. And I was thinking it's so sad because our our veterans, you know, swore an oath to a to a constitution and liberty and freedom, you know, and and to protect America and the constitution that was set up to protect our rights, not the not the crayon version, but the real constitution. And, and and my heart goes out to a lot of them that are suffering and, and and have problems. And the only word of encouragement I can tell, you know, veterans that I've met and know and love and respect is uh, the battlefield is never clear. You never hold your position. We're not done defending the Constitution. If you need something to do, then maybe get back involved, re-engage, hook up with some of your unit members and go, you know what? Remember, uh, you know, Colonel so-and-so? Yeah, he's being fucked over. 
The city's telling them this and that. Let's go help them. Let's get involved. You know, let's do things. The mission isn't over, so you can't go home yet. You haven't won the battlefield. You haven't conquered the field of valor. So don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. It's a new year. And, and even though politicians and, and the administrations act like they don't give two fucks about you, we, the American people, really do. At least I do. You know, I'm thankful. So don't quit. Stand to fight. Keep true to your morals and your values. Don't become corrupt or bad or just another criminal. Keep those values that you learned. Respect the country. Respect the, the Constitution. Not the fucking politicians. And do the right thing. And continue to fight. The battle is not over. It's just beginning. So you guys all have a great and happy new year. And we will see you on uh, the other side in 2020. Adios. Bye-bye.